Monkey Podcast. And you can buy those T-shirts soon through the Beast Monkey website. Is that right? (laughs) No, well, you're going to take them on tour, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am. Yeah. I need to set up my own website for my comedy as well. So so you'll, you'll you'll have to be there live to be able to buy them, initially at least, until you work something out online. Setting it up on Squarespace, um, Chris? Not sp- not Squarespace. No, I don't get Squarespace. I'll get a better one than that. Squarespace is expensive. It is. And I don't know how good it is. It's like eight it's like twenty dollars a month. Yeah. Yeah. For the basic. And then they're like, if you want to do this, this and this, it's thirty five a month. I'm like, thirty five a month? You fucking what are you, the NBA? You know? Yeah, you have to pay for modules as, as you add them. You're getting a domain yeah. name as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For your website. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'll get one. Probably domain.com. I think that's taken. Is it by domain? Well, I'm sure. It anyway, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Alf's doing this awesome T-shirt design that says "Yum, delicious, yes" on the on the um, on the front above a bath which is one of my comedy sets, one of my bits that I've been learning. Oh, tomorrow night, Civic Pub. Guess who I'm on the show with, Joe? I don't know. The red-suited tracksuit guy you liked from the oh, yeah, festival yeah. thing. Yeah, cool. Dan Muggleton, he's going to be at Civic Pub tomorrow night. The legend. Okay. The man, the myth. Yeah, he was, he was good. He was clever. Yeah, he's very, very good. Very, very good. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Alf is sharing his screen with a with a design. Yum. It's good, delicious. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it looks good. Looks awesome. Yeah, so that'll be a fun show tomorrow night. Host, uh, MC'd by the marvelous local comedian Sarah Eisen, who's also a political correspondent at Parliament House and is on ABC TV quite regularly on the ABC News Channel. And Sam Taunton, who goes on the, he's on the, the galas and he's on the project sometimes and all that. It's a pretty big lineup for a Thursday night at the Civic Pub. And of course, me being fucking absurd. So it's going to be good. Why? It's going to be sweaty. You're going Sorry? to be absurd. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I, I always am. All of my comedy is off the fucking chain. Oh. It's out of control. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I would have invited you guys, but I know it's a school night, so I wasn't sure if you'd make it. Uh, Thursday tomorrow, night, you know. Yeah, Thursdays, Thursdays and Tuesdays are usually not good. And the the show that you're doing in what is it March? That's on a Wednesday night. March, it? March twenty third, and you're coming to that. You don't have a choice. Yeah. So, <laughs> are you going to that? App? Uh, sure, I think so. Do you have tickets? Yeah, I would have invited I you. I haven't got tickets yet. But... Well, quickly get them. <laughs> I would put you on the door, but I don't have that power because it's the Canberra Comedy Festival. Yeah. And it's through the Canberra Theatre. Otherwise, I would... Are you, are you going to be doing the Yum Delicious Yes bit tonight? or I mean, sorry, tomorrow night? or Tomorrow night I am, yeah. Yeah? That's because that's building up. I'm using... That's a, that's a bit from my um, my Adelaide and my, my Melbourne show this year. But mm. in in March in Canberra, I'm doing my show from last year. So oh, okay. Then my Melbourne show from last year. Because I never got a chance to do that in Canberra. So I'm going to do that then. So oh, I have to learn. Nice. I have to relearn that hour while I'm still learning the new hour. So it's going to be very, very funny. But I already know it anyway. I yeah. did it twelve times back back you know, a year ago. So I learned it pretty well. 
yeah, so that's, that should be fun tomorrow night at the Civic Pub. Hopefully a lot of tickets sell. Um, yeah. Guess what I've What's got playing on my TV in the background? A legitimate version of Dune? Yeah, iTunes. iTunes version of Dune. In ultra high depth? The new one. I was going to say porn, but... It's just 1080p. No, no. I mean, it, it could be porn. It's 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 well, it is. Uh, it by Penny. Amazing. Penny Spillanoove. Yeah. Sci-fi. Porn. Directed by directed by Denny. Penny Spillanoove. Yeah. So we've all He's, seen the movie. Uh, yeah. It's it's actually not at the cinema anymore, is it? So you caught it. Uh, I think it's probably playing in a couple of places once a day. But yeah, okay. it didn't last that long. People aren't going out because of. The Covidia virus. I think I think when we saw it, there was barely anyone in there as well. As I saw it with Alf and Hong, I doubt there were any more than twenty people in there. If that. Yeah. I saw it with Raf about a week ago, and there were maybe. Maybe a dozen people in the cinema at most, and there were three absolute fuckwits who, about halfway through. One of them went out, came back 10 minutes later with sandwiches with roughly paper and spent 20 minutes doing this. Fucking... Just just making the most noise you could fucking oh, make no. through all the most dramatic parts of the film. And I couldn't enjoy the movie because of these fat fucks who had to eat halfway through a two and a half hour movie. Like, stop eating. Have your popcorn in the first 20 minutes and then shut the fuck up. I was so angry. I sat there boiling with rage. That is a, All of my previous... What? You should have said something. There were three or four rows in front of me. I was so close to saying shut up, but it would have ruined the whole vibe for everyone else. Everyone. I was so angry. It was a big enough cinema. They were far enough away that I couldn't subtly do it. And so it was just like, hopefully they stop soon. Hopefully they stop soon. It's like they had foil and they were just crumpling it. It was so insane. It's like, what are you doing here? Eat before or after? This isn't a fucking, you know... Oh, it was... Yeah, that's annoying. It, it, it came so close to ruining the movie for me. You know, half an hour in the middle of the film of just eating a sandwich. It stunk as well. Anyway. At so Palace us, of all places. Give us it wasn't your, Hoyt's. Uh, Give us your, your take on the film. Chris, you, you go first and then Alf. Uh, I, I loved the scope. I loved Oscar Isaac. I loved, you know, I loved a lot of stuff. It's funny, two and a half hours, even though it's half, half the story, goes so quick. It goes so quick. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I liked it, but without loving it. Yeah. And what I don't know. Like yeah, there? I didn't love the casting of the kid. I thought he looked too old and too weak. I don't think he had. I don't think he's got any on-screen presence. I don't think he's a star, and I think you need a star for that kind of a role. You know what I mean? Like you need someone who everyone goes, "Wow, that kid is a fucking beast," and he's just kind of even when he's even when he's good, he's just kind of bleh. Like I don't. I'm not like, oh, I hope he wins. I'm like, oh, I guess I hope he wins because I know he's the lead. You know, I don't think he's a very charismatic character. That that actor. Shallow Bay. 
Especially when, especially when he's on screen with Brolin, Bardem, Isaac. Like he's surrounded by some of the most charismatic, talented actors of their generation. I had really it's low tough. expectations of of him, and yeah. uh, and maybe that that's probably why I didn't think it was that bad, just because my expectations were so low. Yeah, yeah. You know, that it. He was actually better, or not as bad as I thought he was going to be. So he he was a lot better than I thought he would be. I was expecting him to be like Frankie Muniz in Agent Cody Banks, <laughs> and he even though he looks like Frankie Muniz, he's a better actor than Frankie Muniz. So that was good. But Elf. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. Where, um, did you want to add anything else? No, no, no. I'll add more later. What would you rate it? Out of ten. Oh, I don't know. I need to see the second half. Eight out of ten. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know. I don't do. I haven't got a rating system, so it's just arbitrary. No, no, no. Just, just like <laughs> off the top of your head, like just thinking. Well, it's not a ten out of ten, but I love mm. a lot of the stuff um, Villeneuve does. You know, he's one of my favorite directors. Has been for twenty years now. Twenty-two mm. years since Maelstrom came out. You know. And Maelstrom, by the way, anyone who's listening, Maelstrom is on iTunes. They did a, um, a film transfer of it because he's so famous now from all his new movies. They've gone back and done a, a, proper, um, a proper rip of the, the film, film stock, HD, 4K, everything, and it holds up. It's still one of the greatest films of all time. Fucking love that movie. If you haven't seen Maelstrom by Denny, um, Denny Villeneuve, it's on the iTunes store. It's like 15 bucks. Buy it. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, I've yet to watch that, actually. Maelstrom. It's so good, dude. It's so good. It's so good. Just either download an illegal copy or buy it on iTunes. I'd say buy it. It's just worth it. It's great. If you don't like it, I'll give you the money for it. I'll compensate you. It's one of those movies, though. You've got to watch it in one go. To get the full effect. You can't watch it in like, oh, watch half now, fall asleep and watch the rest tomorrow. You need to watch it all in one go and pay attention because it's a really good movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Alf, your take on June? I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, again, also, I didn't expect um, a lot from um, Beautiful Boy. What's his name? Chalamet? Chalamet. Um, but uh, yeah, he was. I thought I thought they did well. I thought when he at the beginning of the movie, when he's young, like and inexperienced and stuff, I thought that he he looked young. And then as the movie transitioned on, he actually, you know, did become like his face became harder and more confident as the movie went along. I thought that was well done. Um, so in, in, like in that sense, he he showed some range. Um, I, I probably don't dislike him as much as. Chris, um, no, I'm not saying I dislike him. No, no, That's no, the like thing. I, I, I thought he was, but he I was... don't love him. And when you're making the movie like this, hmm. get someone who you love. You know what I mean? Like you can cast anyone. Having someone who's just okay or didn't ruin it hmm. doesn't feel like it's enough for me. You know, like I think it says a lot that we're all like I wasn't spe- expecting a lot from him. Anyway, go on. Well, but I mean that's that's also because I haven't really seen him in other things apart from Beautiful Boy. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I thought it was good. I, I probably rated it like a also an eight. Mm. 
I'll be very curious really, to see what they do in the really second looking half. Forward, yeah, looking forward to the next installment and seeing how that progresses on through to the TV shows and the, you know, anything else, games and that, that kind of thing. So an eight games. overall. You gave it an, an eight, Chris? Yeah, Chris gave it an eight. Yeah. yeah, like a seven and a half to an eight. It really, like, there were bits of it that were amazing. The sets were incredible. The scope, like I told you recently, the there's a, a visual scope to it, like a, yeah. a size to it that I haven't seen in a long time in science fiction where it actually looks big. Stuff looks huge, which is obviously very hard to do because a lot of films fuck it up. None of the new Star Wars mm. films have any, any sense of epicness to, their, to the size of stuff. The size of space, the concepts of space, they just all feel like all the planets are all next to each other and they can just like jump around from planet to planet. Mm. Whereas the originals felt like they were off in a far corner of the galaxy and they traveled really far and did all these things. There was more of a, a sense of distance and space in space. Whereas and this scale had that, with the which, ships and the planets and the scale, moons and all that. Exactly. Yeah. The scale of it was epic. And that's something that I really appreciated. Um, yeah, real, real good, clever use of, um, I guess, cr- camera work, certain shots to set, set the landscape to give you that sense of, of that scale that you talk about. Like, you know, when the ship lands, the, uh, was it the guild when they land on um, Caledon? Yeah, yeah. The guild the transport. Big, big yeah. sphere thing, yeah. Uh, and also when all the, the, the transport ships are landing on, um, on Arrakis as well, that, all that stuff was really good. Love that. Mm. Yeah. I probably would have shot some of the stuff, like the bit where he almost gets eaten by the worm. I, didn't, I thought they overdid that a little bit. He stayed on the ground a bit too long. Like, I don't think Paul would have gone as far away as he did. He certainly doesn't in the book. He, spends, he seems to spend more time than I would have thought and they go and get him and drag him back in and that felt a bit weird. But Well, see, like, in, in the movie, it doesn't actually try to eat him. Like, it doesn't look like it's trying to eat him, right? It just comes up and hovers over Oh, it's like just it's taking... The, paying homage Oh, the sandworm, it, it, takes, it takes the um, the crawler. Oh, yeah, like, initially, but when, when, they're, when they're running to the, to the rocks... Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't mean yeah. that bit. I mean the other oh, okay. bit where right, he's standing right, right. next to the crawler. Oh, yeah, okay. That's right. When it gets to... Yeah. Yeah. That was a bit confusing, but that's fine. No, it's mm. one scene. I didn't... I didn't love Kynes. And I know that sounds weird because obviously they changed it from a, a, do, a, a, a yeah. dude to yeah. a woman. And that's not why I didn't like it. I just thought the, the character was a bit young. The actress they got was a bit young. I thought Kynes was meant to be quite old. So getting old quite and a wise. young woman to play it. Yeah, I always pictured like a really old, do- old wrinkly dude and having like for the planetary ecologist and I thought cast an older woman if you're going to cast a woman. Mm. She yeah, just seemed head. like she was about 25 years old in this. In my head, Kynes is always like a, an Einstein looking dude. Yeah, and you can cast a woman if you want to, do it. But casting a woman who looks 30 seemed a bit crazy because even a 30-year-old dude would have seemed too young. It doesn't matter. Like it's... Yeah, yeah. For me, what I enjoyed most were the Harkonnen and the Sardaukar. Yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> we don't get to see enough of them. 
I wanted to see more well, of that. that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Love the film that. goes so quick. It's so quick that you don't get to see stuff. Yeah. I hope there's an extended cut coming out that's about three and a half to four hours long. Because I would have preferred to stay in the world for that long. Peter the Beer is you know, barely in it, who's a hilarious character. Uh, and what does he say? Like maybe 10 words? Coffee. Hide Yeah, did my boy dirty. Hide the debris. Can't believe Well, they had to, though, because what are they going to cut? such a good character. What are they going to yeah. cut? Yeah. And that, that was always going to be the challenge. And that's why this would have been interesting if they'd just done it as like. 10 one-hour episodes, but you couldn't get the budget they needed to build the sets if it was just for TV. Actually, that yeah. I'm going to look something up here on, on Google. I would like to compare the budget of The Expanse versus... Oh, it wouldn't budget. even come close. The real budget. I can't imagine the real-world budget could come close because it's all computer graphics, The Expanse. It's all... So... It's uh, $2 million per episode. Yeah. Somewhere between 2 to $5 million per episode. So... Oh, that was six average, seasons. There's what? Six seasons, 60 episodes, roughly? Yeah. And so it's about the same. The, yeah, the but how budget. many episodes... Per hour, what's the budget? Yeah, between 2 to $5 million. That's what I'm saying. And this, the budget is, what's the budget for this film? For June, that's what I'm looking at yeah. now, 165. Yeah, so this was $80 million an hour and the other one's $2 million an hour. I guess what I'm and saying they're is, re- is that yeah. you could have done something uh, that you know is probably more suitable to the book given the, the length of it and the, the, the size of it. Uh, so yeah, a TV series I think would be much better for Dune rather than trying to compress it into a movie. But would it have been as, as, pro- as profitable? Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, I don't think you that's get the your... question. Yeah. I don't know Probably if you get the money back. Probably not. Yeah. Which is why they're not making the expanse anymore. Yeah. But the expanse also, it, I don't think it look. It looks great for what for a TV show, but it doesn't look like this. Oh uh, no, it doesn't. Um, no, it doesn't. No, you're right. But it, it, it looks yeah. really good for a TV show. It looks oh, amazing. Yeah, exactly. It looks. It's, it's probably as good as a TV. Yeah. yeah, it's as good as a TV show's ever looked. Probably for a sci-fi. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What does the new Star Trek cost? Too much. For what it is. I don't mean. Do you like it, Alf? <laughs> I'm saying, what does it cost? Like, what does the Mandalorian cost? Because that whole thing is shot on a green screen set. You know, it's shot in a giant, on a in, in a giant shed. The whole thing, mm. with a bunch of random props everywhere, and everything else is just drawn later. Yeah, I'm not able to find any information as to how profit. I doubt you could get this information online, but I'd I'd love to know how profitable the expanse was. Did you watch The Mandalorian, Joe? Nah, I, I'm not a Star Wars guy. No, I know, but I, barely, I was just curious. I barely you tolerate the original movies. Nah. nah. Alf, you watched <laughs> Mandalorian? I did. I've been watching The Mandalorian. I watched, I've been watching the, Bob, the Boba Fett one as well. The book of Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? 
Because obviously yeah. they're very similar. It's all set on the desert. No, I think the Mandalorian things. did a good job in portraying a Mandalorian as he's supposed to be, or as he should be, really. Um, I think yeah. in terms of Boba Fett, they should have left him a mystery because what they're doing with him at the moment is just ridiculous. They're just destroying basically everything that people had in mind for him or what was written for him in the... Um, the extended uh, universe. Expanded universe. Wing. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I found... I don't know. We, I mean, we were talking about Dune, but I, I found that whole Mandalorian show an absolute joke from a story point of view. I thought there were some interesting little bits and pieces here and there, but the whole thing was just this self-referential fan service nonsense that made no sense within the universe. The idea that there was a race of people who weren't really a race, but they never showed their face for no reason, never explained... They're like, oh, you just never show your face and we all kind of look the same. And it's like, where did you get this from? And they're like, oh, there was a character who kind of looked like this in the original films. That's it. Mm. <laughs> it's like, but it, I mean, it, it was all part of the extended canon originally. Oh, yeah. But, but all of that was just fan fiction nonsense. Oh, why, why are you watching it? Like, you know how Me? crap they are. Like, why do you bother? Yeah. No, no, no. I, Chris. What? I don't watch it. I put it on for 20 minutes here and there when I'm doing something else. And like, because people are saying, people say, you've got, to, you've got to watch it to see what happens. And I'm like, fine, I'll see what happens. But as but I'm watching, I'm garbage. like, that's dumb. That's dumb. Yeah, but if I'm that critic, you know how critical I am about a lot of stuff, right? Like there's a million I have that many problems that you could be watching. If you're just going to have something on in the background, at least have something on that's interesting. Star no, is, in the, is, if it's... Crap. No, no, no. That's the point of having stuff on in the background. If there's something good, I have to focus on it. Having stuff on in the background has to be disposable nonsense. Especially mm. stuff that someone has said, tell me you're going to watch it. I'm like, fine, I'll put it on. I leave it on while I'm playing on my phone or cutting Gorman's hair or something. I know what's going on on the screen, but I'm like, oh, fuck, they did that. You know. Uh, can I offer a suggestion? Put, yeah. put something that you think might be good. And then use that background that as an opportunity to determine whether or not you actually want to invest any serious time and effort to watching it and putting focus. Oh, on that's it. because but that's then, what I'm doing if, with this. Because if you watch something that's crap, then you end up talking about it. And no, but that's, about what that, that that's what I'm doing, Joe. That's what I'm doing. That's already. That's what I'm mean. doing. No, that's what I'm doing. What you suggested is what I'm already doing. I don't know good. that it's going to be crap before I watch it. Everyone is saying it's great. Yeah. Raf says, check it out. It's good. All these people online go, it's the best Star Wars since the original Star Wars. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it. I'm expecting it. Not high hopes, but I'll give it a go. So if I do talk about it, I'm talking from a place of knowledge. You know, I love PG the original rating? Star Wars. Not, uh, oh, oh. It's pretty violent at times. I'll, I'll give Star Wars a go it's, when, it's I, make Disney, it, so when it is, I make it properly. Probably violent. Really, Joe. The original Star Wars are very violent. Nah. The dude cut. The dude cuts his son's hand off. It, it was still made for kiddies. People cut their hands off every day. People cut off limbs and shit. You see car accidents. You know, I stack my bike and I see blood and crap. You know, I see my bones. That's a million times more violent That's a wild assertion, Joe. That he cuts his hand off. He cuts his hand off. Yeah. People are dying there's all no, the time. There's in no that. blood. Wound gets cauterized immediately and then they just stick another hand on. That's what? not violence. Yeah, that's what happened, right? He cuts his hand off. You see no blood because it was with a, with a lightsaber. With a light so saber. the wound is immediately yeah. uh, cauterized. Cauterized. No blood. Yeah. And then they stick another robotic hand on. 
So, you know, his pain was extremely temporary. We didn't see it on the screen. And then he just got another hand. That, that, that's a, that's a, as, as violent as it gets. Not very violent. I think you need to watch it again, Joe. The stormtroopers are garbage. I think you need for to watch an, it again. For an for a for an empire of that size that devotes so many resources to building out its military. No, don't, and all you that can't. Technology. You can't call that. You can't call that the stormtroopers. That's like calling out the aliens in the second Alien film. How they suddenly become disposable garbage as well. Like that's that happens in every show. In the first one, the it's one of them is the aliens. In the in first Alien film. In they the first Alien, stormtroopers are terrifying. They're not scary at all, right? Fucking furry bears can kill them. Little Ewoks running around. It's cute. Star Wars is cute. But that's what it was made to be. Like, yeah, exactly. Adults, really. Exactly. Yeah. No. no. Anyway. It wasn't Star Wars is the greatest I mean, films. Was... They're the best films ever made. They're the most successful films ever made. Undeniably. <laughs> so it's, you know... If that's cute, that's cute. But they're they're the greatest achievement of human storytelling. I think I think so, it's so the Kardashians. Kardashians is one of the most successful TV. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Star Wars exactly. was in the cinemas. Exactly. Success Star Wars was in the cinema. If we're talking no, no, about no, no, box no. office and revenue, <clears throat> we've had we've, we've we had are this that's what we're talking about. as well. But that's you what know, we're talking about. We're talking about it's it's the greatest achievement of, of all humanity is Star Wars. Anyway, the reality is it all comes full circle. They're all products of the original Dune anyway. Alien, Blade Runner, Star Wars, all just came out of um, the original Jodorowsky's Dune. And how lucky we are that that even started getting made. Because we wouldn't even have those things to compare, you know? Wild. Wild stuff. So that's Dune. And we have to wait until the end of next year before we can talk about it Is it the end it of next... Is it the end of next year? Yeah. End of next year? End of 20... No, is it 22 2022. This year or 2022? 22, surely. Surely it's just a year. I actually think it's next year. No, they can't make us wait for two years. I think it is. Oh, fuck off. 2023, yeah. It comes out in 2049. <laughs> it comes out in inside Blade Runner. They're going to do a version of Blade Runner, and it's no, coming we're out. Gonna, we're going to be living in in a dystopian society, and we're going to be watching Dune. Fuck, second part, awesome. Do you reckon Villeneuve is get, going to get be allowed to make an Aliens film? Oh man, that'd be unreal. Yeah, twenty twenty three, dude. Because he's made Makes a Blade sense. Runner, he's made Dune. Do you reckon he's going to want to do a um, an Alien? Is he a fan? Of course he is. How could is you he? not be? How could you? Because he's a big How fan of Dune. Like he read that when he was a kid. So I think he would have seen the movie when he was a kid as well. So it's on October. He must be twenty third. How could you not be? Because they Ridley Scott took it off. What's his name? The South African dude. Remember? Uh, Blanc Blancfist. Blomquist was going to... No, that's not his name. What's his name? Blomkamp. Blomkamp. Blomkamp was going to do um, an Aliens film and then Ridley Scott came in and made Aliens Covenant instead. Which is, you know, 
disposable. It's basically an Alien versus Predator film. It's trash, you know. Mm. I um. When was the last time you guys watched Predator Two? It's funny the BBC are calling Denis Villeneuve the sci-fi director of the 21st century. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's yeah, true. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of people talking about the idea of him making um, uh, making Alien, potentially working with. Oh, what's this? Is really possibly a some variety magazine. What's this? An interview between. Yeah. Cool. Him and James Cameron. I might have to read that. Is it on the net? Yeah, that'll be cool. So, question. Yeah, cool. Um, when was the last time you guys watched Predator 2? Oh, man. At least maybe 18 months. A year. I watched it two years ago. I really enjoyed it. There's a few little bits here it's and there bad. that aren't perfect. But it's so much better than people give it credit for. It's not bad. But, but there's a part of me when I was watching it. However long ago it was. 12 months. 18 months. It's like, this is actually not a great movie, but I think we've just been, our expectations have been lowered so much by the trash that comes out now. Like even, even sort of B-grade 90s movies were, were okay and significantly better than most of the crap that comes out these days. That's why it actually looks mm. good on comparison. Even with the Bonds. Like I, started, I went back and watched the Roger Moore ones, yeah. which I'd seen years ago and, and years ago. I didn't think they were great, um, but now they look they look they look good. There's there's actual story. There's like the stunts are awesome. Just because the new ones are, especially the last ones, just so trash. But I was surprised. Predator Two, the cast. Like if you pull up the IMDb of Predator Two and talk yeah. out the cast, it's, it's huge. Cast. It's a yeah. better cast than the first one. It's got a good cast. It's got an okay story. It's not a remake of the original. You know, a lot of sequels they just redo the same formula. It's not. It's set in a city. Mm. Yep. And at the end, they have those fucking 20 different Predators there and they're all looking incredible. And they had to build all that shit. I thought that was a really... I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I put it on as a bit of a... You know, I was over at my parents' place and I just chucked it on. And then I was like, hang on, this is actually... If they had made three, four, five that were all that quality, that would be amazing. Imagine they just kept on making ones where those Predators showed up in different parts of life. I'm just going to go through the, the cast list here. So starring Yeah, yeah Danny let's Glover. do that. Gary Danny Glover Busey. is underrated. Danny Glover is a beast. He's awesome. Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Good. How good's Gary Busey in Under Siege yeah. and Lethal Weapon 1? Oh, he's so good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome in that. He was, yeah, this is the good villain. He's also good in uh, Point Break. Yes, yes. He, he gives gravity to smaller yeah. roles that you don't see that much. He's genuinely menacing genuinely threatening he's an imposing villain there's a moment uh, in predator 2 where he has to give about a five minute exposition revealing that he's tracking an alien and he does it like bam 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 it's such a hard wordy cumbersome bit and he just flies through it he is a great actor at certain things you know anyway go on ruben blades maria conchita alonso from running man Yes, and yes, the yes. Uh, and the Miss Universe pageants. She was. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bill Paxton. Who yeah, Bill Paxton. Love. Robert Davy. Who's Robert Davy? Oh, this yeah, Robert Davy's awesome. Yeah, that's he's another one of yeah. these kind yeah. of Gary yeah. Busey guys, like Busey guys. Yeah, 
good feeling. He's in a, he's in the Goonies. I was actually watching the Goonies about six months ago. <laughs> he's like obviously a, a lot younger than that, but that guy Robert Davy is uh, he's awesome as um, Special Agent Johnson in Die Hard. Yes, yes, yes. And also Baldwin, the the non Baldwin brother Baldwin out of Firefly is in it. Yep. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yep. This is what I'm saying, dude. It's a deep cast. And the his boss, um, Danny Glover's boss, is that dude with the really rough face. Yeah. Keep scrolling through. Yes. You'll see who I mean. Yeah. It's a strong, strong cast. Like, it's, a, it's not just a few big names and a bunch of B-listers. It's a fucking serious... It's a, it's a good movie. Maybe, maybe just because the first one's so good. It's the very first one's an all-time to, classic. To make a sequel. You know? The first one's it's an all-time classic. to be compared. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Adam, Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin, that's right. A damn Baldwin. Yes. Uh, and who was his boss? What's his name? Damn you, IMDb. <laughs> Kevin Peter Hall as the Predator. Yes. 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 <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to Kevin Peter Hall. Yeah, cool. Haha, <laughs> the guy who played um the guy that you just mentioned, he is in the original Battlestar Galactica. Oh wow. That's funny. Living it up. Living it up for the Kent, Battlestar. Kent McCord? Is that him? Hank McCoy, Beast. No, Kent Kent McCord. Kent McCoy, yeah, that's it. No, Kent McCord. McCord. I thought you said Hank McCoy. Is that Beast? No, no. Beast, Beast is not part of the Predator universe. Could do an X Men versus Predator. <laughs> it's how great is it at the end of Predator Two when they show the trophy wall and there's an alien head there. Should do X Men versus mm. Danny Glover. Could do a whole series. <laughs> Danny Glover, young Danny Glover versus anyone, dude. If he wasn't, he's a star. He's a great actor. He's a big dude. He's a good-looking dude, and it's just the racist America that that wouldn't have him as a as a great, you know, as a big leading leading man. You could have put been him so in much anything more. as as the Predator to Danny Glover character. Put him in any movie and just make it like a just make any a movie. Of... You could put him in the sequel to anything. Danny Glover versus whatever it is. Danny Glover yeah. versus Darth Vader. Done. Danny Glover versus James Cameron. Done. Danny Glover versus Ridley Scott versus Harrison Ford, you know? Incredible. He'd, he'd, he'd kill it in any of that. Yeah. Danny Glover. Danny Glover versus... Oscar Isaac as Danny Glover versus Oscar Isaac. <laughs> versus Danny Glover. It's pretty incredible, really, looking back at the history of this podcast, that Oscar Isaac is in Dune. Like, we've, got, we've glossed over that. But considering Didn't that this know is the essentially... Cast? No, we, we didn't know. No. <laughs> That's hilarious. How could we know? We didn't know until so, it was announced. So it wasn't announced. It wasn't announced, dude. Do you know why? In fact, it doesn't surprise me. Because Danny they listen Vilner to this. Listens to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't. Because I remember when he first came up, I was talking about how good he was in Sucker Punch. 
and you were like, oh, you've got to go watch X Machina. He's in that too. Mm. And I said, he's in that X-Men movie playing Apocalypse with no makeup on. That's how good an actor he is. <laughs> and that's where it all started. And that was in one of the first episodes five years ago or whatever it is now. And Denny, Denny took notes. And Denny was like, oh, there's that one fan of Maelstrom from years ago. He's got a podcast now. And Alf, I follow Alf as well. I don't know who this Joe guy is, but Alf and Chris, I'm a big fan. We need to start calling him friend of the show, Denny Villeneuve. Well, he is. I mean, he is anyway. Like we've been pushing Maelstrom for years now. You know what's crazy? Maelstrom wasn't his first movie. I didn't realize he did a movie before that that showed up on the Mubi app. You know, the Mubi, M-U-B-I? Oh, yeah. That streaming service where they show art house films. He did a film two years earlier called The 32nd of August. And I watched that the other day. And I've got, um, you can't buy it anywhere, but I've got a copy downloaded, a six gig rip if you want a copy of it. It's really interesting. It feels much more like a first film. You know, like when someone makes their first movie, there's a little bit of problems here and there. But there's a part in it where he goes out onto the salt flats of Utah. In Utah, is it in Utah? The salt flats out in or Arizona or wherever mm-hmm. in the US. And it looks like Dune almost. It's like that giant white expanse type thing. It's very interesting that he put that in his called? first ever film. What? What did you say it was called? The 32nd of August. It never used to be on his internet movie database. For years, it was never there. And all of a sudden, it showed up. August 32nd on Earth. Yes. It translates to a few different things. It's a French-Canadian film. Yes, yeah, yeah, French. Very clearly French-Canadian, though. Like, they're not not French-French. Have have any of you guys used Mubi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it. Yeah. I'm checking out their website now, but they... um... Oh, so that they don't keep a catalogue of films, like an extensive library. I think it's like Netflix. So just they put a few things up and then they take them down. Oh, it, it, they don't have many films at all. It's very curated of very yeah. rare stuff. Um, but it's interesting. It's one of those things where if you were going to watch one movie they suggest a week, that would be a way of getting into art house cin- cinema. Mm-hmm. But it's very heavily curated and stuff doesn't stay up there very long at all. But that's why, I mean, it's only six bucks a week, a month or something. It's not expensive. Like it's not, um, it's not a 15 or 18 a month service. It's a, it's a five or $6, I think. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of old movies here as well. Yeah. I, I need a, I need a sci-fi fix, man. See, after June... I guess the expanse, which is amazing, and uh, I think now I'm going to start watching Foundation Elf. So I'll give that another mm-hmm. go. Yeah, definitely. That would be my suggestion. The first two episodes. So I'll get into that. Um, I'm hearing so good things rec- about re- Cowboy Bebop. Oh really? I heard bad stuff. Mm. I haven't seen it. Uh, in, in, if, if you're watching the anime, watch the anime. I would I would recommend. Don't have very high expectations for the um, the live action series. No, no, sorry, I'm at the anime. Oh, the anime? You're gonna love it. Oh right? yeah, the anime is great. The You're gonna love great. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I would like to do, Joe, is um, I want you to go watch the first episode of The Mandalorian and tell me what you think of it. 
I've I've had it in the, in the background because Hongan Hongan she likes it she watches it but you know yeah. I kind of look at it and I think I'm, I'm just looking at a kids film here. That's my main big. It is. It's it has it has that Disney Disney flavor to it. Yeah, and that's what I think what wrecks it. Disney's just ruining Star Wars. Oh, it has ruined. It. Well, I mean, they're not ruining it. They bought it was ruined before they bought it. Those prequels are trash. Mm, that's true. Like everyone sits there going, "Well, the prequels were better than the new stuff." It's like no, everything mm. except for the original three films is absolute garbage. Like mm. mainly because it just doesn't even make sense. None of it makes sense. It all contradicts itself within its own film, let alone contradicting the original storylines. It's all fan fiction garbage. Like it's like the Alien versus Predator films as far as story goes. Like, even if you like bits and pieces of Aliens vs. Predator, the actual stories make no sense. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, the Predators have been coming to Earth for generations and they drop off aliens here. And it's like, are you joking? Is this written by a five-year-old? They build pyramids and drop off aliens and hunt them on Earth. Why would they do that? It's so dumb. It's so like, I've got no new ideas. I'm just going to think of the dumbest idea I can think of. I'm so, sh you know, it's... Very narrow, very anyway. Mm. They sort of they like oh the who are the, what's the company name? The space Wayland company Utah. name. Yeah, they're like oh Wayland's one of the guys. He's there, and you're like oh cool because you've got no new ideas. You just have to grab something from the other films. Anyway, rant over. In saying that, I quite enjoyed watching it. The first one. Have any of you guys seen Tenet? Yes. No. Tenant. Tenant, yes. Is it good? I watched yes. I watched it but then it went in reverse and I unwatched it. <laughs> it's true. It's true, you did that. <laughs> I didn't really, but it's a good joke. It's, about it's the very cerebral. It's it's a. Uh, it makes you think. It's, uh, I, I would recommend watching it. I I really enjoyed it. I haven't watched that yet. Are you going to? Yeah, yeah. Do it. I'm gonna watch. Uh, I'm gonna watch the foundation, and then I'll probably probably watch ten on the weekend or something like that. Um, Have you listened to the audiobooks of Foundation? Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't. But before we get onto Foundation, listen to the audiobook first. I want to make a statement. We're not going to talk about statement? the new Matrix movie. There. Oh, oh why not? would we? Why would we? It never happened. That's all I'm going to say about it. It's almost as bad as the original Matrix films. Cheers. <laughs> uh, Man, there's Keanu a lot Reeves, huh? What's the oh, best yeah, Keanu yeah, Reeves film? No, I've never seen it, but it looks like... Oh, I mean, the original cartoon... It? The original anime is amazing. Battle Angel Leader Battle from Japan yeah, in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. It's incredible. Just watch that. You don't need to watch a what remake, a cartoon remake. What about Archive? Archive's good. Seems I enjoyed that. Okay. I, don't know. I enjoyed Alita too, actually, to be honest. Alita Battle Angel. Um, the, the special effects in it were good. Like, it was very well done. Um, but, the like, in terms of getting the original story it wasn't you know it has its issues but it was enjoyable for me 
Man, this is, there's all these movies here that I haven't even seen. Um, the Machine. 2013. The Machine. The Machine. What's The Machine? scientists try to create a human-like robot with the intention of using it as a weapon. They successfully do it. However, a programming bug causes it to destroy everything in its path. It's from 2014. Huh. Yeah. IMDb comes up with Arnold Schwarzenegger as the first thing. Nickname. For The, the machine. machine. Yeah. Huh. What? He's, that's his nickname, apparently. The Machine. When? When was Arnold's nickname The Machine? I don't know, but that's what it says here. Arnold Schwarzenegger's nickname, The Machine. Couldn't I'm, really get I'm... into the new Lost in Space either. Yeah, because it's not very but good. The first oh, season the machine. Was, was okay, but the second season, not so great. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen that in machine. Um, is it good? If you have nothing else to watch, it's all right. I, it's <laughs> definitely like a low budget, um, you know, excuse for a sci-fi film. I quite like oh, okay. um, Children yeah, of Men is quite a good sci-fi. It is. Do you like Children Children of Men? I need to watch that again, but I when I when I when I watched that the first time, I thought, yeah, this is this is really good. It's good. Oh, if you've only seen it once, it's so good the second time. <clears throat> I think I've seen that. Yeah. What you have? Or you haven't seen it up? I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah. With Clive Owen. Yep, yep, yep. And the best long takes of all time. Nothing even comes close. That's what she would tell Edgy for. Yeah, Twitter fell Edgy for. He's great in that. They're all great. I'll tell you what was overrated. That fucking Moon movie was overrated. I enjoyed Moon. Oh, the one with... um, Moon was good, man. It's fine, but they didn't tell me when they said, oh, this is a low budget thing with one dude just being in a room for the whole time. Tell me that before the film so I don't expect a proper movie because that's fucking trash. You're like, oh, there's one dude and he's just on the moon by himself the whole movie. Fuck off. Well, the the lesson there is, Chris, (laughs) you need to manage your own expectations. No no expectations. No, no. Hey, make a better movie. No, if you if you don't have enough money to make a movie, don't make a movie. Don't fucking do it set in one room. You know what I mean? Anyway, The World's End is a great sci-fi. I thought that was a good sci-fi, a good if, alien film. If if Robert Rodriguez had followed that that advice, Chris, we 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 wouldn't be talking about him. We wouldn't have seen all the great movie movies that he's made. <clears throat> but he didn't make sci-fi films with no money. He made action films with a little Does bit of matter? money. Yeah, because his movies are good. Right? Code 46. Thoughts? I oh, that's that. the one we thought. I thought it was good. Tim Robbins. Mm. Tim Robbins, yeah. So good. One of the most underrated sci-fi films ever, I reckon. Mm. I thought it was good. It's the one that feels the most real, like it's a possible actual future. Have you seen Gattaca? No. Gattaca is one of my favourites from from very good. Like, from what I remember.
has a, like oh, a special place West. in my uh, Westworld. Westworld. The series or the show or the movie? The t- the TV series. Oh yeah. Season one is great. Like it's it's really well done. But then it goes downhill from there. They should have just wrapped it up in that one season. And then there's apparently there's another one coming out at some stage this year. So it's it's done well, obviously, because they're they're still making it. Oh, it's it's good budget. Oh, still like, it's budgeted well. Um but in terms of storytelling and how they told the story and what they were trying to tell, uh, it has issues. Yeah. Like the first season was spot on because it was, you know, building the, the universe and all that kind of stuff. But then after that, it just kind of goes downhill. Have you heard of the show Space Sweepers on no. Netflix? Hang on. Space Sweepers. It's a um, it's a Korean show from this year. Look at the trailer. Space Sweepers. Looks real interesting. I think I saw this year. Came out last. Set year. in twenty. Set in twenty ninety two. And it's in English. It looks like, unless that's dubbed. Yeah, it is dubbed. It's dubbed. Oh, it's dubbed garbage. Yeah. I, want, I want the fucking subtitles. Okay. That it's, looks, it's very, it looks it's, interesting, like, right? It looks really nice. Uh, the story is very has a very anime story. Um, and the special effects are like really well done. I think it's really watchable. I enjoyed it. Oh, you've seen it? I've seen it, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Oh, it's just a movie. It's not a series. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, there's a bit of sci-fi for yeah. you, Joe. Space sweepers. I need sci-fi. Uh, uh, there's one called Invasion, and I thought it was um, Sam Neill in it, but it's not Sam Neill. Uh, invasion. Is it? Um, it is Sam Neill. The series. Yeah, it's on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Samuel's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, Samuel that, that, is That was interesting, but that should. I saw that. It has, has some uh, interesting sci-fi in it, and I think it's worth watching. It's kind of slow at times, but I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. 3%? Four seasons? Have you seen that? What is it called? Four se- three, The 3%. No, I haven't. Um... So I think it's, uh, let's see, it's Brazilian. Oh. In the distant future, most what of the is... population lives yeah. in a poverty in poverty in an area known as the inland. There is an elite group, though, that is chosen to live in a virtual paradise, the offshore. Every year, each 20-year-old gets a chance to make it to the island paradise by taking a series of tests. Only 3% of the candidates succeed and qualify to leave the impoverished inland area. One of the newest residents of the offshore is Michelle, a naive young woman with no family who has a strong sense of justice. So what is this? This is this is like a... I don't know. Is it a take on Rio or something? <laughs> Brazil's provi- poverty? <clears throat> Trying to is make your way out of the favelas. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, the That's Contra series. I haven't seen that one. Uh, yeah, it's from Brazil. Have you seen... Um, did you watch Race by Wolves? No, but I hear it's good. Isn't that Russian? No, Race by Wolves is by um, Ridley Scott. Am I right? Oh, so it's in English. I thought it was like a European. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. Is it Scott or is... Yeah, it's Ridley Scott. Um, it, ha it takes a lot of... Uh, license and like um what's the word uh it borrows a lot from a from the alien series and from like okay. from the expanded universe of that so it, it like it's very familiar in that in that sense but it has it's like really really well produced um too familiar is it too familiar with it at times it can't be too familiar but it's good, really well done. I think. Good ratings. I think in terms of in terms of sci-fi, I think you're going to enjoy that because it's very strange, very esoteric, and that the, the right, beautiful, list. the production value, really well done. Watch I'm now on Fox Hill Go. So, what I'm did you watch it on? To the, um, what did I watch it on? I think Amazon. I think it's it was on Amazon Prime for a while. But the new, uh, the new season starts on... Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, it's on binge. The new so season on that. Everything's on binge now. I fucking free. hate it. Every time I see anything I want to see, it says, where is this? Oh, it's on binge. Fuck yeah, off. It's Fox, it's, it's Fox, man. It's Fox. Can't yeah. stand it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I guess I'm not watching that until it's on something else. Or I'm downloading it illegally because I don't want to get binge. Fucking hate the name binge. It's like, no, I'm watching 20 minutes of something and then I'm going outside again. I'm not going to binge stuff. They if want you, you to If you binge. start watching the series, the first season, you should be like, you should be well within the second season because it starts in February again. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Do that. And like the other We're one... We're coming up. Oh, go on. The other one I would suggest would be the Orville. Seth MacFarlane's uh, take on Star Trek. Oh, what's that? Um, what's that Hugh Laurie one? That's meant to be very good. Oh, uh, uh, Avenue Five, I think it's called. Oh, have you seen that, Joe? Have you seen it, Alf? I have seen it. No. Um, it's like uh, Avenue Five. Yeah, that, it's like check it out, Joe. In space. He like Hugh Laurie's great. He's great. Uh, in terms of sci-fi, like in, uh, yeah, I cool. It's just it's an interesting it's, one to try. You might like it, you might not. I don't want to spoil like it, it for I, I you or say anything okay. good or bad. I thought it was yeah. okay. I Black like comedy, humor, and that's science fiction. Yeah, if yeah, it's done right, a, he's a beast, and he's cool. He's he's a beast. So if you want me to be a beast, I can be a beast. So take care. But definitely the Orville. Uh, that's not on your list already because that's both comedy and sci-fi and if you enjoyed Star Trek you would definitely like you know the next generation and all that you'll definitely enjoy Seth MacFarlane's take yeah um, I was going to say we're coming up on an hour um, how's everyone going I'm, I, I kind of need to finish up fairly soon yeah all good dude um, unless you guys are desperate to continue on no that, that that's alright I, I should Thank you for the reminder. I've, I've got to um, go eat some food with the wife as well. 
Yep. Well, tell her hello. Because she was waiting for me. Good. It's good to get this next episode, um, this latest episode, um, mm-hmm. up on the air for all the diehard fans waiting for our 2022. We will address New Year's resolutions and exercise routines in the next episode. Yep. And we'll probably talk about cars and sport and or UFC at some point. Actually, yeah, that was a good one. Sunday. All good. All right. Ciao.